When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Open here I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mine of lord or lady, perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat and nothing more. Welcome to a special Call of Cthulhu episode. We're going to spend an hour and a half playing today, <laughs> just because Aaron told me to keep it short. No, not just kidding. Uh, My name's Mark. I'll be running today's game, and we're going to be doing a special Halloween episode for Call of Cthulhu. So yay! Let's go around the circle and introduce our new characters. And what's your question? It's a Halloween episode. Better be a Halloween question. I don't do questions. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do questions on Cyberpunk that I run, so. <laughs> it's not true. All right. All right. I don't what? want you to do a question. My name is Travis. <laughs> I'll be playing Frank Jacobs, a retired special ops Marine. Ooh. And... I think I would like to know from all of you guys, what was your favorite trick-or-treat candy when you were growing up? Mine was Little Tiny Snickers. Thanks for the question, Mark. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it's better than what I had. <laughs> Michael? Yep. Um, Daniel, I'm playing Colton Miller, a mechanic. And I guess if I got to answer the question, I'm going to go with Little Mr. Goodbars. Um, Ariel? I play Emily Carver, a cop. Ooh. Yeah. And I don't have an answer because I loved all candy. That's an like, answer. Okay, then that's my answer. Yeah. It's like all candy. And I'm Aaron. And I'm playing Chris Marks, a secret assassin. Well, not so secret anymore. But yeah. <laughs> Does he assassinate secrets? He assassinates secrets. Mm. My favorite candy was a hundred grand bar. It's a lot of bars. Mm -hmm. Mark, what was yours? Um, let's get into the campaign. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with Ariel. I I can't pick a favorite because all of them. As long as it didn't have peanuts, and I'm fine. Really? Yep. I hate peanuts. I'll have all your little Snickers then, because I like them, and they got peanuts in them, so I'll eat them. <laughs> All righty. So we open in New York. It is getting closer to dark. It's cold outside. It's getting into November. It is 2021. Our 
retired spec ops guy. What is he doing on this average everyday Wednesday afternoon? Wednesday afternoon. Fall. But it is fall. All right. So he's retired. Uh, Frank is probably taking a walk in the local park. It fed some ducks, spent some time on the bench. He's enjoying retirement. Um, you know, visited with some of the other retirees in the area and making eyes at Mrs. Claire. Her husband just passed away, so she's a widower. Um, he's, you know, had some time there and it's, it's starting to cool off in the evening, so he's heading back home. Gonna have a cup of coffee and, and catch the uh, early evening news. Alrighty. What about our mechanic friend? What day of the week is it? It's a Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday. So I will probably be working at the local shop on whoever's got vehicles in there. I kind of do general mechanic work. Alrighty. So that's what I'll be doing. Pretty boring for my character. (laughs) What about the cop? I will be just waking up because I work night shift. And just going through a normal morning routine. Getting ready and... Mm-hmm. Alrighty. And what about our secret assassin? I am probably going to be doing my shift at the convenience store. See, he wrote down assassin, <laughs> but I guarantee it, he just is a clerk. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be something cool, like an assassin? Wait a minute, is, it, is there a second floor above the convenience store where it was uh, Mr. Draper's office at one point? It's <laughs> <laughs> no. an old shitty Sussex wall. Yeah. yeah. Up in there. Bones with a fedora in a chair. <laughs> Alrighty. So the evening goes on. It is getting into sunset. I imagine the shop is closing up. Then I will head home if it is closing up. Um, I imagine the retired spec ops is at home. Yep. By now. Uh, the cop about to walk out her door. And what about the assassin? Still working the night shift at the convenience store. Okay. Last guy didn't come in. I could just kill him. I gotta work double shifts. Not even supposed to be here today. So, all of you are around a television of sorts. Mm-hmm. And yes. you hear it click on and static rolls through. And from the static, you start hearing a couple voices chiming in. And the voices are kind of muffled but they're still gradually getting clearer and clearer. And as you start looking at the TVs, it is an old, what looks like an old 50s black and white TV show with two dapper looking young people standing in a living room and drinking cocktails. It's a man and a woman look to be about in their 30s. And the man looks at the woman and says, Mary, darling, what did you like about childhood so much? Oh, well, I think I enjoyed cooking in the kitchen is what I liked. Oh, and Mary, darling, 
Why is that? Well, Roger Darling, you see, I worked with knives, and I love knives oh so much. And I think that's what started my fascination with the kitchen. Really, Mary Darling, and what did you like doing with knives? Well, Roger Darling, you see, I liked cutting things with them. And they continue back and forth, and the conversation... It sounds like an interview, almost, but they're talking like this interview is completely normal. And uh, the character you see is uh, a young lady, Mary. She is talking and describing about cutting things. And the more she goes on about it, the the more fascinated she seems to be coming with the conversation. What do you all wish to do? I'm going to go get my remote and try turning the TV off. Okay. What about the rest of you? If I'm outside, probably walking by some store that has it, I'm probably going to attempt to walk away unless it's caught my interest for some reason, but I don't, I'm probably not. It's probably not my type of show being a 50s show. Okay. And what about the retiring? Uh, I'm sitting in my recliner with a cup of coffee. I'm going to light a cigarette and just keep watching this madness and, and see where it goes. What about the clerk? I got nothing else to do. Might as well just watch it. Okay. So our cop friend, I can't remember the name. Emily. <coughs> Emily. <coughs> shuts off the TV and you set the remote down and the TV pops right back on and this time both of the characters are looking at you and they say well that was rather rude don't you agree Mary darling yes Roger that is quite rude to interrupt us in the middle of an interview like this my TV must be on the fritz I'm gonna go and plug it okay as you start walking away you hear, well, that's rude. Walking away while we're trying to entertain you. I'll like stop and then back up and kind of look at. And as you back up, like the TVs, like their eyes follow you as you're backing up. I'm going to test that. So I'm going to go further past and then come back towards it. Yep. They follow you. <laughs> well, this has just gotten weird. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to stand there because I. I'm okay. just a little weirded out. Uh, roll me hard spot. <coughs> I missed it by two. I got 32 out of 30. Okay, oh. so you're just staring at this TV screen. You unplug the TV and it the power goes out, but then it comes right back on. And they again, they say, you know, that is very rude interrupting us in the middle of an interview. Never mind, Mary Darling, let's just continue. And you, the whole time you two are hearing them say exactly what they've been saying. Like, <laughs> looking at the TV and saying these things. I didn't... I didn't. <sighs> this is some piss poor acting. <laughs> but... Um, then Roger continues. Mary, darling, when was the first time you killed somebody? 
Oh, now it's getting good. <laughs> oh, Roger, I think I was seven. You did it with a butcher's knife. You see, the mailman walked through the door, and I just couldn't help myself. I jumped down from the banister and lopped his neck in two, and it felt so exhilarating. I just couldn't help it, and that's when I just started killing for fun, darling. Oh, Mary, you are a hoot. How about another drink? And with that, they kind of walk off screen, and it just kind of goes fuzzy, and then the old-fashioned please stand by pops up on the TV screen, and that's all you see. I imagine the cop's probably going to ignore it and walk out the door. Yeah, because to her, that's, you know, probably just the TV acting up. Okay. You unplugged it, and it came back on. <laughs> oh, did it come back yes, on? Yes, it did oh, come back on. well, shit. No, then I'm booking it, because I'm going to assume it's a ghost, and that is my phobia. So <laughs> oh, shit. I am booking it. <laughs> oh, shit. So you run out your door... And as you run out, you run into a hallway. And it looks like like a hotel hallway, but it's looks like it's straight from the 50s. Even black and white, everything looks like you're in a TV, like standing in a TV set. Okay, I'm pulling my Glock out. And sweating profusely. What the hell is going on here? I'm going to try and um, go down the hallway, look for a way out. Okay. Like ex- is there exit signs anywhere? Nope. <coughs> All right. I'll so just try to look for a way out. You start walking down the hallway and you notice that all these doors don't have any numbers on them. And you go down, the hallway turns to the right and you make that right. And it looks like the exact same hallway. And you keep walking, and again, it makes another right, and another right, and another right, and you just seem to be going in one giant circle with no perceivable end. What is the mechanic doing at this point? Well, since there's a please stand by, I am going to be a little saddened, but I was already sad when I first got up here. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to, like, sadly walk off in the original direction I was going. So the second you turn your head away from the TV you notice that you're standing in an office and it's black and white just like it looks just like the TV set and there is a door on the other side. No windows, no nothing, just a door inside of an office. What happened to the color? So what are you going to do from here? I am going to uh, very sadly walk through. You said I'm in an office now? Yeah. I'm going to kind of look around. It's plain desk. And then on the desk is the TV that you were looking at. Oh, the TV again. But the storefront is gone. It's just the TV that you were looking at. I think I'm lost. How do I get home? <laughs> you know, you're melancholy, not Eeyore himself, right? <laughs> Let me play him how I'm going to play him. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so be- you're just gonna kind of um, slowly saunter through this office. <laughs> Alrighty, so you're just gonna search the office, really? Yeah, I'll look around if like something possibly stands out a little bit, other than the TV. Um, not really. The desk drawers are empty, and the desk itself looks pretty old, like it's from the 50s. We'll see if the TV works. It still just says, um, please stand by. What am I standing by for? (laughs) I guess I want to walk away from it, like, further into the office to see. It's... The office is about the size of this room, like a 10 foot by 10 foot room. Oh, it's is there, not very big. Is there a doorway out of it? Yep, there is a door. I'm going to attempt to open the door. Okay, it opens. I'm going to go through this door. All right, you walk through the door and you see Emily, the cop, kind of walking down the hallway, gun drawn and like looking from side to side. Do I see him? Yeah, you hear a door open. You there, stop. All right. <laughs> What's going on here? Well, I was outside by a window, and then I was in an office, and now I'm in this hallway. Well, I bet he's just a joy to talk to, and it's like, what's wrong with your car? <laughs> I'm the cannon. All righty. The assassin. Are you still just staring at the TV? Or just kind of... I'm going to stare at it real quick. And I'm going to go... Well, it's not Nicolas Cage, but it'll do. <laughs> Roll me a spot hidden. Am I going to see Nicolas Cage? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, No, because I put absolutely nothing in that. And I got a 27. <laughs> so you missed it by two? <laughs> yeah. No, Your one. Secret assassin who doesn't really care about his <laughs> surroundings. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> All right. You see that guy in the crowd? Nope. What crowd? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. It is quiet, like unusually quiet. Like there's not even any highway sounds that you can hear. I mean, I'm okay with this. Okay. It's less work for me. What is the retiree doing after it? Uh, all comes on of sitting there. Please stand by. And that please stand by is on there. I'm gonna <coughs> snub out my cigarette and get up from my recliner. And I'm not even concerned about the TV. That's TV. So I'm gonna go to the other room. It's my hunting room where I've got deer mounts and everything. And I'm gonna kind of go in there and just kind of look over my my trophies. Okay. Yeah, that different furs that I've collected from my hunts around the world. Alrighty, so you start admiring the the your trophies from around the world and everything else like that. Uh, roll me a spot hidden. <coughs> Twenty nine out of fifty. Alrighty, I so took you, points in spot hidden. You notice that gradually the color of everything is draining. And within probably 10 seconds, the whole room turns to black and white, like an old TV. It's even kind of grainy, like an old TV. But it's still my house. But it's still your house. And And when you look at the doorway, 
instead of being an open door frame like you're used to, mm-hmm. there is a door that's closed and you can't see through anything. All right. I'm going to I'm going to dump the rest of my coffee out mm-hmm. and I'm going to grip the the mug in my hand in case I need to swing on somebody with a mug and I'm going to reach for the door, open the door and go through into what I'm expecting is my living room. You walk through the door and you see a cop and what looks like a mechanic standing in a hallway. Um, <coughs> hello? Why are you in my house? Where's the rest of my house? Sir, I don't know what's going on here, but we will figure it out. Something, there's got to be an explanation for all of this. I'm going to turn around the door that I came in. Okay. Do I still see into my hunting, like my trophy room? The door is closed. The door is closed. And you don't remember closing it. Does it open? You try the door and it seems to be locked. All right. Uh, Officer, which way did you come from? I'm going to point behind back this way. All right. Which way did you come from? That way over there. Okay. I'm going to start walking back towards the way Officer Emily pointed. Okay, you walk back and you walk into a hallway that is identical, but it does not have them in it. And I'm as I'm walk, I'm checking doors as I'm going. They're all seem to be locked. Okay. Um I'm going to try spot hidden again to see if I can see if there's anything different between this hallway and the other one besides they're not there. That's 86. That did not pass. As far as you can tell, they are identical. Okay. It's like a cloned room hallway between hall between the two. I'm just going to keep keep walking following right. this hallway. You walk in a square, and when you think you should be running back into them, you don't. Okay. It just keeps going and going and So going. I've made four turns. You've made four turns, and now you know you should be back at the hallway that they're in. Okay. But they're not. I'm going to turn around and walk back the other way to see if I can find them again. Alright, so they're still... I imagine during that time, you guys are just I would have gone the opposite way and would have told him to come with me. Okay. So you can hear their footsteps ahead of you. Okay. But, um, but yeah, you'll eventually run past the, go past the hallway that you, after counting the turns that you know you've been to, and you can kind of see them move around the corner. All right. I'm going to break the coffee mug. Mm-hmm. And take a piece of the porcelain, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna score the wall. I'm gonna, I'm gonna score uh, arrows on the wall, pointing the direction that we're that I'm walking. Okay. All right, Mister Assassin, would you be so kind as to roll me another spot hidden this time? Sure. Failed. Forty six out of twenty five. <laughs> All right, so you start to notice that something is wrong because your vision seems to be getting grainy like an old TV. 
probably just tired. I'm going to go stock the shelves to wake up. Okay. So you're going to go into the back room? Yep, to get some stuff to stock the shelves. All right. So the second you walk through the stock room door to go get something, you walk into a hallway and you run almost into a cop. Oh, shit. Hey, officer. Don't worry. Follow me. I'm going to figure this out. I wasn't worried, but cool. So I'm just going to keep going. So the time the time it takes for them to run into each other and uh, exchange that, you will have at least gotten into the same hallway so you can see them and yell at them if you wish. All right. And from behind, you do hear um, the older gentleman behind you kind of shuffling along. Okay, if I hear that, I'll stop and wait. Yep. Say, so, and you see, as I'm walking, I'm taking a just, I'm just cutting arrows into the wall as I'm going next to me, pointing the direction that we're walking. Alrighty. So, the older gentleman has opted to start carving arrows into the wall. So, uh, anybody gonna explain what the hell's going on? Or are we just gonna just pretend like this is normal? Uh, this is definitely not normal, but I'm sure there is a normal explanation for this. Cool, cool. Um, well, I'm gonna pretend this is a hallucination, and I'm gonna pull out a joint and start smoking it. <laughs> um, so, wait, wait, is he familiar? Does he work at the, like a convenience store in the nearby neighborhood? Yeah, you, Are we I all mean, from the same kind of same area? Yeah, I mean, if, if, because you would, you know, if you have a vehicle, you might know the mechanic. Um, yeah. You know, if you were speeding late at night, you <laughs> might have gotten pulled over by this female cop. I'm pretty sure I've seen all three of them and at some point in the community. You have story. definitely seen, and all of you have definitely seen him working night shift, you know, at the convenience store from buying cigarettes yeah. or. See. I kind of give him a chin up nod. Hey, kid. Hey, hey. Bye. Uh, yeah. Lucky strikes and coffee. Mm, that's right. And uh, you are, oh, don't tell me, um, playing potato chips, just like your personality. <laughs> that was rude. I'm just calling him a Zim. And uh, you are the uh, fifth of Jack. I know you. You come in every night. <laughs> what is the point of this, sir? We need to find a way out. <laughs> yes, ma'am. How did you even, how did you guys even get in here? Because I was in my house. And this door was in my house and just led me here to you. Roughly the same. I was in my apartment and was leaving for work. Uh, I took an acid tablet before we any of this ever happened. So I'm, I'm going to pretend sure, I didn't hear that. I'm pretty sure it's just hallucinations, so I'm not even worried about it. I was outside and then in an office, and now I'm here. All right. I guess we just keep going forward. What did you slip into my jack? You could have slipped all of us something, and it's causing this mass hallucination. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to panic because I think I'm just asleep in my recliner dreaming because there was a just a weird show came up about two, you know, it's an older show about a lady murdering people, and you know, it's what did you say? Yeah, I say 
watching murder shows like I do in the evening. You know, unsolved mysteries and crimes. And it was an older one from the 50s. I think it was, it was an older show. And it was this couple and she was talking about her obsession with knives. And she had murdered a mailman and it just led her on to more and more murders. And I, I figure I'm dreaming because at one point they were just looking at the TV saying it was rude to walk away. And it's I'm I'm asleep right now. But well, my TV was on the fritz and the same show was on. But when I unplugged it, it still popped back on. All right. Um, Sounds like you got a shitty TV. Well, I thought that at first when I tried to turn it off with my remote. However, unplugging it, I don't think it's... I don't think it was just a faulty television. Can I roll electronic repair to see if I have I any idea? I was just about to say, everybody roll me a listen. Guess you didn't put anything in listen. Uh, no. That is enough. 31 out of 55. Maybe I'm the secret assassin. Maybe. <laughs> Jesus. The assassin that doesn't have any kind of spotting skills whatsoever. Um, you faintly hear, coming from the direction that you're heading, uh, Frank Sinatra's That's Life playing. All right. I'm looking around. To Do the three of you hear that? You hear what? Well, now that I'm listening, I'm sure we can hear Say, it. Say, now that you guys, now that he's pointed out and nobody's talking, you can hear it. You can hear it echoing down the hallway. It's Frank Sinatra's That's Life. Is that Katy Perry? I'm putting, like, putting my gun up and I'm going to walk okay. towards the sound. So you guys slowly approach the corner and round it. And again, this hallway, identical to the, the ones you've all been passing. Only the sound this time, now that you're rounding the corner, sounds like it's coming from the very end door at the very end apartment. Okay, I'm going to approach it. Okay, so you approach it, and all of them have had little brass placards on it where numbers should be. But none of them have had numbers on them. And this one is marked with 17. Okay, I'm going to put an X on either side of the door. I'm going to scratch an X in the wall on either side of the door. Okay. You guys stay back. I'm going to try the doorknob. It opens. Okay. I'm going to go on the side of the door, you know, open it, and like, he can... So, you young lady, clear the corners. <laughs> you <laughs> peek through, and the apartment looks pristine. And it actually looks vaguely familiar, as it's the same living room that was on the TV. And it's all in black and white, set up 50 style, everything. Hello, anyone in there? This is Officer Carver. There's no response. All right, then I'm going to do a sweep. So you walk through. um, You go into the living room. There's nothing. Go into the back bedroom area. What is everybody else doing? Um, I've followed her in. 
Alrighty. What about the two out in the hall? What about you two? Walking in. Walking in. I will slowly walk in cautiously because now everybody else is in potential danger and I'll be fine. Okay. So the two that walked in are basically searching the house. Um, You find nothing. The two of you that are in the living room hear glasses being clinked in the kitchen and you turn and about that time a young lady rounds the corner and it is Mary and she has two glasses of what could be scotch or whiskey or something in her hand now I know I'm high as fuck do I see this or no um, you can hear the glasses clinking. Okay, then I'm going to run towards the noise. But and plus, he just said he knows he's high as fuck. Okay. <laughs> when <laughs> Officer Emily runs past me, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and that little bit of porcelain I kept off the mug. I'm pocketing that, and then I'm reaching into my back waistband and and retrieving, pulling the handgun that I always have on me. Okay, okay. And I am keeping it to my side. Fingers, finger off the trigger, but, um, and I'm following her. All right. So you both come barreling into the living room and standing in the doorway is Mary Darling. And she kind of is like looking at you and she takes a sip from a glass and says, well, <laughs> it's quite rude to just barge into someone's house, you know. This is Officer Carver of the NYPD. NYPD. <laughs> Words. What is going on here? Well, I don't know. You're the one that barged into my house. You tell me. Your apartment is the only one unlocked with a number. Well, you are from the television. Well. <laughs> now I know why. She, she just said she's from the television. I well. meant like she's from... The per- I meant well, else, I but. appreciate the uh, recognition, dear. But it's—I mean, why, why don't you all just sit down and let's have some, some drinks? I'm gonna walk past her. I need some answers. I'm thinking back to what I saw on the show, mm-hmm. so I'm walking into the kitchen. Okay. So, and I'm—I'm ch- going to check. I'm going to spot hidden. I'm going to scan and clear the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five of fifty. Okay, there is. A knife block. I'm there, assuming that's what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, are there knives in the knife block? There are, but okay. one is missing. All right, I'm going to uh, put the knife block underneath the cabinet, the underneath the sink, and I'm just I'm scanning, clearing. I'm looking for the guy that I saw on the show with her. Also. He's nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. All right. Does any kitchen lead anywhere else besides the nope. living room? It just leads straight into the living room. All right. Um, I'm going back into the living room slowly, and I'm keeping an eye on Mary Darling. Okay. Uh, everybody roll me a spot hidden. Come on, at least one person. It's an FYA. I'm keeping my hand on my hip. Okay. 7%, I got it. <laughs> I got 57%, so I'm so 7 over. So the I- one who is claiming to be stoned out of his mind is the only one that notices. Um, out the window... There is a window here. You all see it, but I mean, 
you're too kind of freaked out looking around, keeping an eye on things to notice that in the very like in the, the, the sky outside is static. I'm just like the snow static. Oh I'm, my God. This is the best hallucination see, ever. And you can see like you're on what looks like street level, but the, the foreground only goes out so far before it kind of starts fading into the static and then it all just kind of blends together. Hey, it's staticky outside. And I'm, I'm not even turn and look. paying attention. I'm still keeping an eye on Mary Darling. That's why I didn't notice. That's why I rolled so poorly. <laughs> I'll look too. So you look and yeah, you see that. That the the foreground only goes like maybe across the street before the sidewalk just fades into the the snowy static. Uh, Mary, where's your friend at? Roger, my brother, he, he's, oh, he's your brother. Yes, Roger, darling. Um, he is out at the moment. We're, we're, I'm waiting on him to come back before we entertain guests. Um, right, where? So he's out at the moment. Are there any other doors in here that would lead anywhere? Bedroom, anything? Nope, just the one. Just when you walk into the apartment, kitchen's off to the right hand side. And you walk a little bit further, living room, off the left-hand side is where you guys went to the bedroom areas. Okay. And there's two bedrooms, one off the left, one off to the right. Um, I am still keeping an eye on her, but I'm backing into a corner. Uh, roll me a perception on her. Uh, or a spot hidden, rather. Okay. 15 of 50? Yeah, you start, you notice that she seems, I don't know. A bit antsy. Like she's anticipating something or she is getting impatient with something. All right. Uh, so, Mary, you're waiting for your brother. Yes. You don't know how or why we're here. Oh, uh, uh, he can explain it a little better. So you do have an idea of why we're here. Yes. I'm going to use... Click, click, click. Intimidation on her. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. See, my I got a I'm pretty big size. Uh. So I'm just gonna. Do, do, do. Are you fucking kidding me? That's a seventy-five of seventy. <laughs> so I just. So Mary, why don't you tell us while we wait for your brother? She kind of like shifts back and forth, and she's like. Huh. It was fun, but I'm starting to get bored. And she reaches behind her and pulls this almost comically sized, like, this giant fucking cleaver. I want to shoot her with a taser. Okay. (laughs) I want to shoot her with a taser. Once you know, that's a 1%. That is a critical success, sir. Alrighty. Uh, What does a taser do? Uh... 2d8 plus stun. Okay. So she automatically takes 16 damage. Okay. And then she's going to take an additional... Oh, that's lame. So it's 21 points of damage and stun. Okay. What is everybody else doing? Putting well, somebody between just, me and them. She got. She just got tased and is stunned and my, I'm, my gun is now I'm in, you know, full-on stance gun drawn. 
And I'm not firing anything. Okay. <clears throat> I was going to say something, but then he tasered her, so I'll just <laughs> stand there. Okay. Well, she kind of locks up for a couple seconds and then, like, kind of shakes and says, Ooh, this is going to be fun. And starts charging at you, Mr. Assassin. Talking's a free action, right? Yes. Because I'm going to say, stop right there or I'll shoot. She ignores it. This is your last chance. Stop. She's going to take a swing at the assassin guy. Alrighty. That's hers. A 46 to dodge. She got the 62. Whoop! <laughs> she got it. It's the highest, right? She lowest wins. Lowest? Lois wins. Uh, so she swings and this cleaver goes like like it cuts some of your beard hair off. Like it is that razor is, sharp. Jesus. Alright, I'm gonna pop I'm gonna pop off one shot at her leg. Okay. That is a fifteen of thirty-two for Hanyon. Alrighty, roll me damage. Eleven. Eleven? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dookie. You're going to take a shot, you said? Yes. Alrighty. I'm going to, like, shoulder. Okay, that's a hit. Okay, For four points of damage. Okay. Is the mechanic doing anything? Yeah, I'm going to make sure I put someone between me and her, and then I'm going to get, like, dig in my bag for my 22. Okay. So... About the time all that goes down, the door comes swinging open, and you see Roger step through. And he's like, Mary, darling, what's going on in here? And he looks, and he almost looks angry. And he's like, you're starting without me? How dare you? I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. They were getting so... They were just getting so anxious to meet me. Well... Then let's get the party started. And he snaps his fingers. And I need everybody to tell me their fears. Ghosts. Ghosts. Narrow things. Narrow things? Things. Anything things. narrow. Passageways. Anything. Reptiles. Needles slash pins. Needles slash pins. Okay, so we'll start with the ghosts. After you hear this snap everything goes dark and you blink your eyes and you come to and you're outside in the streets and you're looking around and in the corner of your eyes you're seeing like phantoms and ghosts at the corner of your eyes and the second you start to look for them they kind of disappear really quickly but you know that you're seeing them but you just can't get a full view of them. Our assassin, um, you blink your eyes and you are in a hallway. Now it's a bad trip. That is <laughs> narrow. It's only like three feet wide. And every time you like look back and forth or blink, it seems that the hallway is getting narrower and narrower and narrower by like two inches every single time. So every time you like move, look from side to side, blink, it seems like this hallway is closing in 
ever so slightly. What are you wishing to do? You're shaking your dice like you want to do something. I was just ready for the sanity roll. Oh, give me a minute. Reptiles, you blink your eyes and come to after the snap, and you are in a reptile house. Fuck. Full of reptiles. All the cages are full of just lizards, snakes, crocodiles, Mm -hmm. and all the glass all at once just seems to fade, and all of the snakes start slithering onto the floor. And kind of start moving towards you. Okay, I'm going to take a shot at the nearest one. Okay. And I failed. 52 of 32. All right, so you take a shot and it bounces off the ground. And you're kind of just pointing a gun in every single direction. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to back up into a corner again where I can keep... Nothing can get behind me and I can keep an eye on my surroundings. And I'm sweating through my shirt. Okay. The needles. You wake up and you are on a table, not strapped down, but you're on a table. And all over the floor, pointing straight up, are what look like millions of needles. And the walls and the ceiling are also just nothing but needles. And everything seems to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I'm going to hug the table for dear life. I need all of you to give me sanity rolls. I passed. I passed. You have to get your sanity or lower. Oh, yeah, I passed. (coughs) Alrighty. So all of you only take one sanity damage as your fears are manifesting in what seems like real life. And... Mr. Mechanic, I can't remember. I'm sorry. Colton. Colton. Um, I need you to roll me a spot or listen. Whichever one you want to do. Spot. Spot. Yep, made it 26 out of 60. Alrighty. So through what looks like a door on the opposite side of the room strides Roger. He strides in and he's holding this surgical kit. And he's like, you know, I've always wanted to be a dentist. And I think it would be fascinating to pull some teeth from someone like you. No. Stay away. And he starts walking closer and closer and closer. Is he walking over the, the needles? Yes. He's walking on top of the needles. Yeah, I'm going to try and put myself, stay on the table and put myself as far away from it as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um, are you going to try to fight back or Yeah, if he gets near me, like I'm going to try and kick or punch something to try and keep my distance. Okay, so go ahead and roll me a fighting brawl. I do have the gun. Or did I get the gun out of the bag? Yeah, I mean, you have everything you had on you. uh, I'll try and shoot him first. And then if he gets nearby me, I'm going to try and kick him. I'll give you one shot. He's striding over to you. Nope. Alrighty, so we're going to go ahead and do a fighting brawl. So I can try and dodge this? Yep. Nope, I probably moved right into it. That's 100%. Oh, yeah, he hits you. <laughs> Critical fail. He has this scalpel in his hand, and he's going to slash at your throat with it. And you take a total of eight damage. 
as this scalpel slashes you from your collarbone and up past your throat. Ah. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) So melancholy even in death. Says deep melancholy. Uh, Alrighty. The cop. You're trying to keep a hold of it. The ghosts are still, you know, in your peripherals and kind of taunting like right by you and you hear Mary Darling like snickering behind you and approaching you. I'll turn around quickly. And she has this big butcher knife and she's walking up pretty quickly. I'm gonna shoot. Alrighty. Yes. Alrighty. Give me damage. (laughs) Two points of damage. Alrighty. She's going to close in and try to take a swing. What'd you get? 48. Did you dodge it? Nope. Well, she got under her fighting, barely, but she got it. And you're going to take a total of 10 points of damage. Jeez. Okay. This cleaver. Good grief. Just chops right through your collarbone and deep into your torso. And she pulls it out and there's this sickening, crunching, sucking noise. It's just like... And she starts laughing maniacally. Alrighty, Mr. Skinny Hallway Guy. I need you to roll me a spot hidden. (laughs) (laughs) Did you pass it? 48 out of 25. (laughs) So you don't hear or see Roger sneaking up behind you. And this scalpel is about to get drawn across your throat. Roll me a dodge. You're going to get Trevor Montgomery. 84. Oh, yeah, he got you. You're going to get Trevor Montgomery. Goddamn right I am. That is nine points of damage. Okay. And he, as this scalpel gets sliced across your throat... He, can you turn around and he's got this surgical mask on. So I'm going to take the magnum out of my back of my shirt mm-hmm. and blast him in the fucking face with it. All right. Since he's point blank. All right. That is 11 points of damage to his face. Okay. <laughs> you see his face twist and he twists away. And as he turns back, he kind of smiles and says, Boy, we did do right picking you lot, didn't we? (laughs) Alrighty. In the reptile house, you hear high heels clicking on the stone floor. And round rounding the corner, there is Mary Darling. And all the snakes seem to kinda give her a nice little bubble. Okay, as soon as she's in sight, I'm Popping a shot off on her. Okay. 23 of 32. So that is a hit. Do, do, do. Yeah. Five points of damage. Five points of damage? Yep. Okay. She takes the hit and kind of turns and says, is that all you have? Uh, Another shot. No, I missed. I was 57 of 32. 
Okay. She so, approaches and she's going to try to swing on you. Okay. And I'm going to dodge. Ooh. Are you fucking kidding me? 71 of 70. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, wait. No, I get to reroll once. <laughs> oh, it's a city. It was destined to be because yeah. she got a critical. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, you did. I don't know. What's the point? How many? I got 15 well, on points. the dice alone, it's going to be like 20. What's the. It's the automatic max damage. What kind of knife is she the, fucking using? For the She's weapon. using a cleaver plus her strength. She, All right, you know what? I'm going to pop. I'm going to pop off one more shot as I'm going to the ground. All righty. Um. No. <laughs> I missed again. Just shoot the ceiling and Yep. That's fall. I mean that's my my dying move is I just pop off a shot. Alrighty. The rest of you. Everything seems to be fading out. Fading to black. Uh I'm gonna provide first aid to myself. Everything seems to be fading out. And fading to black. And as you fade out, the three of you kind of wake up in a hospital bed, clinging to life. But the doctors are like, boy, it's a good thing you guys got dropped off in the nick of time. We don't know who attacked you, but you guys were about to die. And... In the background, out in the hallway, you can hear Frank Sinatra's That's Life playing. And on the TV, you see Roger and Mary Darling staring at you. And they both kind of give you a smile and wink. And the TV shuts off. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh, boy. Goodbye, Frank Jacobs. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. This is your Mythos Master, Ariel. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a review and share it with a friend. You can come chat with us on our Discord or check out our Twitter. Links are in the show notes below. Next episode airs next Saturday. Keep your percentiles low and your sanity high. What up tonight, City? You're listening to N54 Radio. This is DJ Sparks bringing you a new hit show from Night City, Cyberpunk, a cyberpunk red live play podcast. Listen as a ragtag group slamming on the corpos. Survive the streets and try to keep from being flatlined. You can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. DJ Sparks out! Hello, this is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. No, Charlie, this is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. Well, what are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Altaris using homebrew rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Master's Guild. Yeah, sounds boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts.